0: Welcome to On Culture. On this podcast, we talk about culture and faith in the world and our place in it. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also support our work and explore all of our content on our website, theembassy.substack.com. Here's Mike. Here we are again. Welcome to the latest di- dispatch of uh, On Culture. On Culture is uh, the podcast of the embassy, theembassy.substack.com. And uh, love to have you uh, join us there, and you can subscribe there as well. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the latest um, uh, edition of the Embassy, uh, and it's um, it's called a Common Flourishing, or I think that's what it's called. Uh, I haven't when as we're as we're recording this, it'll actually go up tomorrow, uh, and you'll hear this a week later. But um, yeah, and I'm joined with Susan James. Susan's joined us before. Uh, Susan's a, a therapist, and I don't want to uh prattle on too much longer here. I want to just jump right in with uh what you just told me. You know, we sometimes we get on here, we get on the the podcast link here and uh we you know chit-chat, that's what normally happens. And you jumped in with something and I thought, "Okay, well, I just don't want to waste this uh I don't want to waste it." So, um you know, I'm going to jump right in and say, "Okay, start with what what did you tell me?" When we Um, we got plugged in here. First of
1: all, good afternoon. Um, I jumped in and told you, yes, this is my uh, favorite dispatch thus far. So I'm really excited about it. Okay, so why, though? Um, I think that it is just so in our face everywhere. And um, there's such a focus on it. I think I see um, the polarization walk into my office every day. Both sides. And it makes me sad. And um, I just am grateful that you spoke about it in such a real, but also um, hopeful way. And what our place is as Christians, what are we called to in the midst of it? And um, I just think it's a really good topic and very timely.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought you were going to say something something else so i'll come back oh sorry no it's good good. um i didn't expect you to compliment it that way otherwise i wouldn't have just dive right in and tell me well i Well i
1: just thought that's what you were looking for i just wanted to please but you know that's okay
0: yeah and i don't know how hopeful i am really um you know because you know sometimes i struggle with uh uh, with that um right we we ought to be hopeful um, mm-hmm. but I, it's the, the, you know, the tenor of the piece, uh, for those who haven't read it yet, uh, when they, if you haven't read it, press pause, go read it, come back, press play. Um, but it's, for those who won't do that, uh, it's, it's really about, um, the goal for us should be to have a, uh, to be flourishing, to have shalom, to have a common flourishing where my flourishing does not depend on your not flourishing or my enemy or those on the other side of the divide being defeated or destroyed or whatever, that that doesn't define flourishing for me. That, uh, in fact, flourishing for me or shalom depends on other people flourishing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's sort of the, uh, I think that's the biblical uh, ideal and, you know, the destiny of those who are uh, in the church, who are Christ followers uh, in particular, and I think, you know, it's easy to see how even in the church we have this this mindset of zero-sum, you know, your, my victory is is defined 100% by the defeat of my foes. I'm not even trying for anything good anymore. I'm just trying to defeat the bad guys. That's what it feels like.
1: It does feel like that. And I think what it shows when, and I guess what I was speaking of is hope that is to me, a picture of heaven is the shalom. It's the common flourishing. And I also think that um, because the church has even become polarized in these culture wars that um, we need to take a step back and think about these things that you brought forth and say hey as a church i think we need to lead this march you know what does it look for look like for us Mm -hmm. to you know throw down the tiles or what what you say you know and and do the work
0: yeah and i think so there's um you know potential objections to this topic is yes but those are bad you know those people Mm -hmm. are just you know destructive they have a destructive effect on this, that, or the other. Of course, both sides say that about the other side. And both sides are at least partially right because everybody mm-hmm. has, you know, views or allegiances that are not um, the best. Uh, but I, I'm almost more um, concerned with the notion of the, the degradation of my opponents uh, degrades yes. me. The defacing of my the, the image of god and my opponents uh is the def- is is my is the defacing of the image of god and me and that often gets celebrated and i mm-hmm. use the the um the bear baiting example Have you ever heard of bear baiting before
1: i had not heard of that but um quite intriguing yes that that i thought that was a really good um representation of what you were trying to get across and um it made me think of like you know the bullfighting and yep you know dog yeah. you know and cockfighting and that, interesting. That it's interesting it's a similar
0: cul- cultural uh thing i believe you know there's a reference in macbeth of you know basically he's he's trapped mm-hmm. at the end and he's like a bear a stake and and you know, for for those who don't know what bear baiting is, uh, that, that is to say, most of you, uh, probably all of you who didn't read, that because <laughs> uh, it's sort of an obscure uh, uh, historical thing. Now, there was a time uh, when bears were staked, ch- you know, chained to stakes, and then basically tortured, or you know, dogs were sucked, you know, sucked, you know, sicked on them, and uh depending on where it was when it was in England, bears were sort of they had to be imported i most for the most part, so they would often try to keep the bear alive and then let it recover and do it again uh but in america uh or in you know uh, the colonies later uh when it happened um you know they would they would allow the bear to die um and it's you know there's not squirrel baiting you know there's not bunny baiting it's this fearsome dangerous Creature, And what we do with this fearsome, dangerous creature is, uh, you know, we, we, we seek, um, or we seek superiority by, you know, by, uh, you know, doing what is, you know, we, you know, we, we, uh, we tame the bear or we, you know, we, we, we make it safe because we, you know, we basically go after the, the bear. And so the, the, the fear, the fearsomeness or the, the danger of the bear is met by, it's defeated by us. And it's sort of the, this dangerous thing, you know, is vanquished and that makes us, that makes us feel good, I think. Um, but the idea is this thing that we're afraid of, we're, you know, we're defacing or damaging And I think that, you know, there's something about that that is uh, understandable, but also kind of sad and tragic. Because
1: those who watching it and and they see the bear as the other as something dangerous. They're celebrating it when it's defeated. Right. You know, and it's like, hmm, something doesn't seem right with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's not this legitimate desire to be safe. It's this my my victory is the is the defacing of the bear, and that seems like a picture of you know a lot of the culture wars that we have. It's not even really about the issue. It's about defeating the person on the other side of the issue. And in some and you cases, know what?
1: Yeah. It, what else? What else, Mike? Is it's it's about defeating, but it's also about um, being right. Yeah. And this is something that I see a lot of. It's more important for people to be right than to be in healthy relationship. You know, it's like right over relationship. And we have a really hard time, you know, with that, I believe. And I think that's part of it as well. Because if we're not right, something's wrong with us. And if we're not certain about things, we don't like that because we don't like uncertainty. Mm But. Yeah, and thing. I think
0: we we justify the cruelty to the other side, to the other person, to the bear or to the, mm-hmm. you know, the opponent on the other side of the, you know. Like whatever you do to the bear is justifiable because it's a bear. Right. You know, bears are fearsome and dangerous creatures. And we turn our opponents into basically whatever we do to them is justifiable because they're awful right. and evil and damaging. And once I put you in that box boy it's awful hard to say well you know they have a point or well you know uh i you know now i can see it their way because i i've made them into such i've made them into the bear if you will so i've made them into such the, uh, the representation of what's wrong and evil it's hard for me to even find any common ground or any any sort of uh concession Right. right.
1: And there's not even a desire to. Right. You know, it becomes, it's like you get fed, you know, um, the narrative, the narrative. The more you hear the narrative, the more you get fed your own narrative and the more mm-hmm. right you are. And then you become more unwilling to listen maybe to the other side.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, you started, uh, we talked, you know, this note of hope and shalom. Um, mm mm-hmm. When you see, because I, I put a couple of passages from Isaiah, basically some familiar passages, depending on the, your translation, the lion laying down with the lamb or the, or the wolf, mm-hmm. depending on the translation, and beating swords into plowshares, and basically all the warring factions laying down their arms and being ruled by the king who, you know, rules in peace and shalom and, and interconnectedness. And you, you know, it, you said it gives you some hope. Um, mm-hmm. So talk about, talk about that, like t- elaborate a little bit on the, on the hope that you feel there, because I, I have, I struggle to articulate, I feel the same way, but there's reasons mm-hmm. why I feel it's, uh, it's hard to articulate.
1: Um, because I don't think it's the world we live in and that's the, and it's the world we desire. But, um, I think, I don't know how this fits in, but something I thought about when I was, um, reading that, um, I guess from my training too in counseling and from a seminary standpoint, um, it has been drilled into me about life being about relationship, relationship being the number one thing. And, um, you know, God Christ shows us that in the way he relates to us because his, our relationship with him is important to him. Our relationship to him and our relationship to others is the ultimate as well. And so, um, when, um, I think about that and that's kind of how I counsel as well. I'm very relationship oriented and, and try to, lean people those ways but um all that to say i read this book lately and i don't know if you've read it before it's called imagine heaven Mm -mm. and it's i think i think the author's last name is burke and um it's about it's it's tons of and i don't know i probably hundreds i don't remember the count of um interviews of near-death experiences and um it was just fascinating they were showing the similarities the differences and what have you and one of the common threads of most of these near death experience stories was was the life review and in the life review um what was fascinating was the review was all about um it was all about our Actions, our thoughts, our words, everything, how it impacted others and our relationship with others. There wasn't any, like, life reviews on we accomplished this or, you know, that. Um, It was all about how we or what we did impacted others' lives and our relationships with them. And so when I see, when you were talking about the common flourishing I thought, yeah, it's all about relationship. And then you go to Isaiah and you speak about um, that. And that just gives me hope as a Christian that one day that will be reality. Because I, you know, I see it's going to be really hard to get there on earth. <laughs> I mean, especially the way things are right now. Yeah. You know, and even if you have one say one side willing to do it, it takes two. It really does. It's got to be a common coming together. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, I think that is the nature of biblical hope. It's, um, it's not just a wish or it's not just a desire. It involves those things. But it's also something that is promised mm-hmm. uh, by God and therefore will be brought about by God whether we see any... It doesn't seem like that's possible, right? I know. That's nope. that's part of the thing. It just seems like, oh, we're so not only we're we so far away from that, we're going in the opposite direction, uh, that a a precondition for flourishing is that every that is there's a common flourishing. Uh mm-hmm. otherwise it's not flourishing. There's no winning and losing and flourishing. That uh, you know, that there's a, a commonality to it. Uh and I love Cornelius Plantinga, uh, you know, not the way That's it's a
1: great to be. book. Anybody yeah. who hasn't read that should read it. Yeah,
0: it's a very good book. It it, yeah. very, it's very impactful. Accessible. It's not super theolo- It's not super deep, you know, theology or anything. Uh, and he really is talking about sin and fallenness and the impact of it. Mm-hmm. But it's, but he starts talking about shalom and the description of, you know, I just love the picture of, you know, in a world of shalom that we all sit on our front porches and read newspaper accounts of great, mm-hmm. you know, virtuous acts and virtuous call to acts, one another, you know, about them. Uh, and, and think about—we don't get hardly any of that now. No. <laughs> the, we don't do, you do what I the Newspapers. Media. We don't sit on the front porch. <laughs> we don't. Yeah. No. It seems like yeah, this idea of shalom or flourishing together, uh, the lion laying down with the lamb, is just so foreign to us because we have uh, we have created this culture of we have to protect the good and the right mm-hmm. by defeating the bad and the wrong. And. Uh, instead of mostly protecting the good and the right by looking in the mirror, and de- depending on the transformation, uh, our transformation, and the mm-hmm. image of God in us, uh, we, we think about the other people. And one and of I the And I think that—I'm right, sorry, go ahead. No.
1: No, I was just bringing out that um, what you talk about, the image of God, that's just, I feel like, so important in— um, living this out is to recognize and live out that we believe every human being is made in the image of god therefore you know would we really do that to someone who's made in the image of god yeah i mean you know the things we do
0: (laughs) yeah we're defacing god's image in someone else which is Mm -hmm. you know why i say the puritans you know opposed bear baiting and the puritans you know get a lot of got a lot of bad press and you know not it's it's understandable uh in, in many cases but they were essentially right about this is that you know mm-hmm. the degradation of the bear it degradates the spectators you know it degrades the image of god in the in the onlookers not you know not the per people who are inflicting it on the bear but the people who are celebrating the demise of the bear are being you know the image of god in them is being defaced and it's mm-hmm. That that's that issue of if the very my winning if winning means degrading the image of God in another person is losing, it, it, biblically it it's is. losing, right? It's it's in the in the in the realm of shalom and the image of God bearing the image of God well in me. That's really the definition of losing. But we've kind of set it up culturally as the only the only definition of winning,
1: of winning. And yet, yeah, you know, as these. Onlookers celebrating, so unaware of it. Yeah, you know that it's us—the one that's losing.
0: Yeah, you know. You know, it made me think of uh, Cain and Abel, and uh, you know, Cain mm-hmm. and Abel approach God with different sacrifices. Mm-hmm. And Abel's is acceptable to God, and Cain's is not. And mm-hmm. what does Cain do with that? You know, he attacks mm-hmm. Abel. And kills him, right. instead of looking in the mirror uh, and, oh, that's what's acceptable to God. I want to do that. In other right. words, Abel did what is right. Abel uh, approached God in the right spirit. And instead of learning from that so that uh, the, the image of God is born better in Cain, Cain goes the other way and compares himself to the other person and must defeat mm-hmm. the other person. Uh, an his brother. Un- well,
1: unwilling an unwillingness to look at self and say, hey, maybe something's right. going on with me.
0: Right. Right. Uh, and, you know, then God approaches Cain. And Cain's like, I don't know where he is. Am I my brother's keeper? Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the answer, I mean, obviously the answer is yes. And We are our brother's keeper. And even if you just talk about relationships within the church, you know, I believe we've forgotten that. And we uh, have—it's hard to bear the image of God well individually or as a church when we're at each other's throats over cultural issues uh, or can't even really— uh, honor one another in disagreement over cultural issues, uh, yes, and you know we we're losing the war even if we're even if we feel like we're winning the battle um, do you think that's true and if if you do think it's true i mean what what do you why why are we settling for that? what's going on in us that mm. means boy that's what I want to do
1: what's going on in us you mean in the church or just culture as a whole oh. or both yeah I was, let's start with the church okay um, hmm. I don't know I think we've just lost it's like we haven't made the most important thing the most important thing yeah Um. you know Ephesians 5 1 I think talks about imitating Christ mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what did he do you know what yeah. I mean love others would he ever you know just denigrate you know degrade someone Mm -hmm. because someone thought differently than him no he would do a corrective experience in a loving way without condemnation you know what I mean Um, right but we, we get so honed in on being right we think you know the way we read the Bible is right we think the way we're living is right and um, without maybe giving the other a chance to speak about their point of view, you know, or and in, in listening, honestly listening to one another and see where, where our commonalities are more than our differences. Because I, I truly believe in this topic, the church has to take the lead. You know, we're called to take the lead for the common flourishing. Now, is that going to look like it is in heaven? No, but I think we can take a step forward and come in unity instead of divisiveness but it's going to be a hard task yeah i think
0: yeah so we have misprioritized we've forgotten like what it is we're about why we're here who we are i think at a kind of more primal level it seems like there's i feel there's a lot of fear and anger Mm -hmm. anger fear anger slash fear fear slash anger
1: Right. Well, anger, sorry, but anger is a secondary emotion, which means something's underneath it. And what you're speaking about is fear. So when people are fearful, they lash out in anger.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, be not afraid, fear not, you know, this common command, uh, maybe the most common command, I think, from Jesus, um, is is apropos, I think, for us, because I I think we've kind of, uh in separating ourselves from depending on god we think you know we we are depending on ourselves we're trying to fashion our own life and we're trying to you know have a career you know get into the school have a career you know build up savings have experiences and so on and that's kind of what life is about and i look around at the world and i think oh there's a lot of threats to that you know there's a lot of mm-hmm. threats to you know, the, my political opponents, if that law passes, then this or if it, whatever. Right. And I'm afraid and angry. I'm, you know, uh, you know want to shake my fist at the world and then go out and do battle. Uh, instead of, you know, what I'm being held responsible for is to be transformed in the image of Christ, to uh, live in the community of Christ on mission for Christ's mission, and in doing mm-hmm. all of that. That's you know, in other words, in, in living what life is supposed to mostly be about. Mm-hmm. All of that fear stuff sort of gets put in its its proper perspective. It's not that right. we like would never be afraid of things necessarily, or but afraid. doing our part
1: on ourselves. Yeah, taking responsibility, responsibility. for my own
0: calling, in my own you know transformation, and, mm-hmm. which will mean taking some responsibility for caring for my brother and sister. Absolutely. Uh, Right? It's kind of the opposite of the fear based on I'm trying to protect this life that I'm trying to build and all the threats to Mm it. I'm not only afraid, angry, I'm righteously so. Like, how dare they threaten this life that I'm trying to build? I don't know. Does that feel like I'm on the right track? That's kind of what it feels like to me.
1: Yeah, it really feels like it is. And it reminds me of how... Um, individualism versus community. You know what I mean? I mean, we've become so individualized in protecting ourselves and protecting our families and I get that, you know, we all want to, you know, be our own selves and all of that, but we also lose that sense of community and taking care of one another and looking out for the other and realizing that somebody over here might have different needs that when we protect our own stuff, it might be harming them or, you know what I mean? It's like, um, yes. and I think that, I think that's really important. I think that, you know, one reason why Christ calls us to community, you know, we are to live as a community and care for one another, you know, and that's really stressed in scripture as well. Yes.
0: Yeah, so it seems like this, this kind of, uh, if you go back to the theme of hope, Hope and faith seem to go together. I, had to, In order to have hope in a common flourishing, I have to have a faith in a God who will one day bring it about. And even in this here and now, even though I can't see how helping you flourish helps me flourish necessarily, I have to have faith that that is how God has fashioned the world. Uh, and it might be a flourishing that's different than I would uh, Have planned for, or, you know, whatever, hoped for. Um, but, you know, my whole, I guess, thesis of this piece is that it, our, our our attempts to flourish individually are destined to fail. Yes. Uh, and even though everyone is sort of, kind of takes it for granted that that's what you're supposed to do, um, there's this set, this notion that I am, I am, whether I feel like it or not, whether I... Want to recognize it or not, whether it seems crazy or not that I am somehow bound to particularly my brother and sister in the church mm-hmm. uh and to you know image bearers in general, and that I can't fully flourish i can't be the only winner no right it, it, I can't right. win to the to at the expense of you because that in the end won't be winning even though it seems like it it will and so there's an act of faith i have to believe no this is actually better that this is a better situation for me mm-hmm. to relinquish this notion that i have to defeat the threats around me
1: but i also think when we live that out like i earlier i said you know the negativity feeds the negativity and the more you know piling on and the more you know the other is evil and all of that when we open our hearts and we love and we help and we care for that feeds more of that as well yeah and i think when we do that we are filled up ourselves you know it goes back to the loving others as ourselves you know we are also filled when we are caring for others
0: hmm yeah which i think you know uh, as we're getting time to the end of our time already um it feels to me that in order, there's a sense of humility, gratitude, dependence, that I have to not only accept, but sort of celebrate. Uh, Because what often happens is, I'm rightly looking at your flaws, or I'm rightly looking at, I'm correct in that you're doing this bad thing. I'm correct in doing, and instead of, you know, bearing the image in such a way that it's appropriate for me, what I want to do is go and do what Jesus did and flip the tables over. Like, there's some things that Jesus did that I shouldn't do because mm-hmm. he's God and I'm not. Like he's, right? Like there's yeah. things that are appropriate for him to do that probably aren't appropriate for me to do that, that you know, that's as, as God says, vengeance is mine. So you just leave it to me. I'll take, I'll bring justice. It's not your job to go and flip the tables over. But it feels good to flip the tables over, and it seems justifiable to me because they're wrong. And yet, that it's that stance in the even though I might actually be right in one or two instances here and there, or mostly right, or seventy percent right. It's the stance in the world that I'm the one here to to be right and to make right the wrong and to correct your wrong, and that's you know that's how I'm serving, and that's how I'm being whatever. Is so, it's backwards from, mm-hmm. you know, mostly I, I'm here. I need, I need to look in the mirror. You know, I need to flip my own tables over. If there's a table that needs mm-hmm. to be turned over. It's, you know, it's whatever. It's the temple of my heart. Yeah. That I need to, I need to log first. in my eye It's like a log <laughs> in my eye. Um, <laughs> that whole thing. And I feel like it's kind of basic, basic, ordinary Christian discipline practices of mm-hmm. community, forgiveness. Faith, right. dependence—the vehicles of my transformation. Without which, right. I'm probably going to get sucked into fear, anger, uh, doing battle against the world. Blah 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 Absolutely. blah.
1: Absolutely, because that's what we're seeing, you know. But we're called also to be salt and light. And yeah. if I'm not salt and light, and I'm in combat instead, I don't think we're, you know, drawing others to Him, <laughs> per se.
0: Yeah, and I think it's – maybe to end on this point, I mean, in terms of – I'm called to be salt and light, but I'm not called to be the source of the salt or yes. the source of the light. You know, my political my, – my correct political views is not the salt. That's not what, mm-hmm. it's not what he meant or my correct no. cultural views. It's the transformation. It's he, he's the salt. He's the light. Uh, he's making me distinctive. Uh, and if I if that's my salt and light, then I can help you flourish, which is a different, distinctive thing. I mean, that will stand yes. out certainly. I can be unified with you, even though we disagree about this, that, or the other thing. And in that sense, that and not even thinking about, you know, I, instead of thinking about my flourishing by defeating you, I'm thinking about your flourishing and not even worrying about my flourishing. And that's kind of how I end up flourishing uh it's it seems like a miracle is required and i think that's right i think the miracle of our own transformation is required for that because otherwise i can't i mean i can't do that i can't so just like thankfully about
1: what... it's not totally dependent on us right <laughs> well, yeah yeah and so i mean we
0: but we we want to have a substitute for it and, and, yes. and, and do what we feel like we can manage. So um yeah, I th- I think that this this whole this whole notion of a common flourishing, uh I guess I wanna uh raise up the this this uh, this I don't know, crazy, miraculous uh, uh idea that seems just uh so over the top crazy um is what god wills for us and what god mm-hmm. has designed for us and that uh our flourishing is something kind of surprising i think <laughs> you know that it, it our, the our road to flourishing probably won't get us to flourishing um and you know that's that's uh i don't know it's it's a surprise mm-hmm. it's uh it's a uh, uh kind of sneaks up on you and you you're not going to do it normally right um and so i think that's kind of um the idea to leave on this common flourishing it sounds i don't know does it sound pollyanna does it sound does it sound pollyanna to you common flourishing does it sound oh that'd be nice but that's well, in, to,
1: in today world, but, you know, that's what we, you know, what is it, long obedience in the right direction? And, the, mm-hmm. you know, you just keep going in that direction. That's what we're called to do is to grow, you know, the whole transformation and grow it a little bit every day. And you'll take a few steps back and then you're aware of, oh, boy, I took a few steps back. And then mm-hmm. you, you know, head in the right direction again. I, I don't think we'll have arrived at the side of heaven, but I sure want to be on the right road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and see so glimpses cer- along the way.
0: Yeah. So there's a certain, yeah, a certain uh, path of faith that's required. It it almost feels naive, but maybe that's what faith, mm-hmm. like, I don't know how this is supposed to work, but God promises it. So I'm going to keep going down this road. Uh, and so that's my encouragement uh, as we are here in, it's not quite Christmas yet. I'll, we'll have a, mm-hmm. a more Christmassy, uh, uh, dispatcher coming up uh, the next one I think this isn't, this isn't too bad uh, for a December themed uh, common flourishing uh, so with that uh, uh, grace and peace and a shalom to uh, all everyone listening uh, grace and peace you've been listening to On Culture a podcast of the Embassy newsletter have a question? send it to the Embassy at substack.com And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts.